Securities and investment advisory services offered through Next Financial Group. Member FINRA SIPC. Sierra Ridge Wealth Management is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group. president of PBJ um, accounting firm here in Woodland, California. I'm out in the boonies now. We left Auburn, drove about an hour and a half up north to see my boy Nick. Um, he was gracious enough to do an interview with me. We're going to talk about some PPP loans and kind of what to look for in CPA, all the above. So Nick, go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us about yourself a little bit. Super. Hey, thanks, Hunter. I really appreciate this opportunity. Um, kind of been bugging him for a little bit trying to get on here, so I'm really excited. I'm a little nervous. <laughs> But um, yeah, so I'm um, I'm a co-owner here down at Perry Bunch and Johnson CPAs in Woodland, California. I don't want to steal the title. I'm vice president. I'm not president. Oh, my <laughs> but bad. it's okay. No <laughs> big deal. Um, yeah, equal share partners down here. New experience for myself um, just as of January, but been working here for you know ten years now. It's been a it's been a great experience. I love the kind of the small town atmosphere and. and work versus you know a big regional firm or something of that nature but so yeah I, I got started you know 10 years ago got my bachelor's got my master's degree um it was quite the experience starting here it was i had just gotten married first child bachelor's master's cpa hey, all at the same on. time and of course you know i ride horses and stuff just like you do and then so it was a, a lot of experience um all at once yeah yeah that's awesome it's crazy i mean like nick said he literally was having his first kid he was studying for his testing started working on a new firm i mean the dude was going in a million different directions so pretty pretty impressive what you were able to do over that time um but you know it's kind of funny when when you think of a cpa at least for me you know i think of like this little skinny nerdy dude sitting behind his desk like with his glasses on probably like playing games on his calculator all day um but i mean you guys can't see nick but if you could see nick i mean he is the exact opposite of that um, country guy, super outgoing, super friendly. I mean, he might be a little bit nerdy, but not too bad. Um, but you know, so being raised the way you were and, and not falling into this stigma of what the normal CPA is like, I guess, what brought you into the industry, man? Cause your background is so, so different. Um, how'd you even want to be a CPA in the first place? Yeah, it was a, it was kind of interesting in the respects of, I was starting school at uh, junior college, local junior college here in, uh, up in Rockland. And I was actually starting as a civil engineer, um, was kind of the direction wow. I went. I was good at math, so I was like, okay, you know, that would be interesting. Kind of like working on stuff. Yeah. Um, got into it, started talking to other engineers, and found that that they were like, oh, you're going to be at a desk all the time. I was like, oh, I don't want to do that. And I kind of burnt myself out with too many classes at the same time also. And um, I was like, oh, well, you know, I like business. I like working with people. Right. Um it sounded like a good way to go, and I heard that you know if you get a business degree, it's one of the more useful degrees. Long story short, I'm sitting at a desk today. <laughs> <laughs> so, but so that was the direction I went way back in you know junior college, and and went through that process. Um, then once I got my bachelor's degree, I at that point I was starting to think you know maybe I'll go CPA direction or you know something of that nature. Um, at the time, I was still living at home. 
I was working for my parents. They own a new plumbing company over in Sacramento. And I was working out in the field for them at the time, actually, for two summers doing um, actual new construction of uh, light commercial. Mm-hmm. And I could tell it just it wasn't going to last forever. Yeah. I couldn't last forever. I knew it was going to, you know, physically it was going to be tough to do. And, and um, you know, working in with metal pipe, cast iron pipe on a 110 degree day wasn't exactly <laughs> fun. Oh, man. So, 08 happened. That was a big factor as well. Um, obviously, you know, business went from hundreds of employees to eight. Yeah. And so I left that, you know, had a heart to heart with my dad and, and said, I need to go out and put my degree to work. At that point, I left and, and applied here, actually. Um, applied with the IRS, ironically, as well. <laughs> um, got my job offer here, and that was the direction I went. And, you know, it was you know, great to work here and, and got my my career more or less started that direction. Once I got here and started learning, first off, I learned I knew nothing <laughs> straight out of college. You know, don't do anything. As does everybody straight out of college. Yeah. And really started to enjoy learning other people's companies and businesses and the flows of that. And, and over the last 10 years, it's been a real kind of a focus is to learn how to help somebody in their business. Right. Not right. so much just not be more than just a tax guy. Yeah. Um, well, it's funny, like, you know, our, our stories are so similar because, again, like me, we, we have a same, you know, obviously you do taxes and I do financial planning. But in the aspect of like you really dive into people's lives and the relationship building that you do and the strategy of it all. I mean, it's two different avenues, but we're doing a similar thing that way. Um, and I was the same way, dude. Like the reason that I got into financial planning is because I didn't, I worked in construction in Tucson in 120 degree heat, <laughs> right. same thing. So I was like, all right, I'm not doing this. Like I, I didn't like it. So our backgrounds and kind of what led us down this avenue is, I mean, pretty similar. It's kind of yeah. funny. Kind of yeah, funny how that worked out. To analyze a situation is, I'm a very analytical person. So that really fit well, um, you know, the, the puzzles of a person's situation. Ironically, I despise puzzles actually. <laughs> can't stand them that's funny but a person's or a company's puzzle for lack of better words to help them figure that out and help them put it together and for their most benefit i really do enjoy that yeah no that's great that's great um so you know there's a million cpa firms out there right there's a million financial advisory firms out there there's you know any any sort of um whatever you're looking to get done. I mean, there's a million different companies that can do whatever it is that you're wanting to get done. So what separates you guys as a CPA firm out there that really draws clients towards you or that's your really selling point that, you know, you can say, hey, we're out here in this small town of Woodland, you know, not the, some of the huge names like you may know. What draws clients to you guys? We're nerdier than the other one. <laughs> <laughs> no, all honesty, um, I'd say our number one item and, and – I've learned this from the partners and talking to possible clients. You know, we're really honest. Yeah. Uh, we really like to, if, if we know the answer, we're going to give you the answer. If we don't know it, um, I got no problem telling a person I don't know it, but I will find the answer. Yeah, totally. Um, well, that's a huge thing. Like, I feel like it's almost more important to not have somebody that's always thinks they know the answer. I mean, yeah. it's impossible. You can't know everything right off the cuff. So, yeah, especially today, the, the breadth of tax law. Um, it's just enormous. And that's the thing too is we do everything. Yeah. And literally from your regular 1040, used to be 1040EZ, um, through multi-state flow-through corporations, um, retirement plans, um, 
trusts, all that kind of such. Uh, we even do audit work as well. Not IRS. We will defend somebody in an IRS audit, but um, we have an audit department. You know, mm-hmm. small governments, nonprofits, those kinds of things. So we really do have a a very broad spectrum of knowledge, and that was one of the preferences I liked about the smaller firm too. Is it let me be broad and not yeah. be pigeonholed or specific into like if you get into a regional or let alone a big four firm, you're gonna do only multi-state C corporations or only individuals or you're only going to audit non-for-profits mm-hmm. and so um, that was an area that I bet I liked and the, the variety yeah of, of totally totally um, you know another reason we've been around a very long time the firm here I bought into a firm that is um, very well established you know, the firm's been one iteration or another more than 50 years and so we've been around you know that long and we don't take that for granted. You know, that means something to us. Um, yeah. Our clients, you know, they're, they're our blood source and they're our lifeline. And so we've been around long enough. We've had so many long-term clients that, you know, we definitely do not take that for granted. Definitely. It's very important to us. And so it's because we are a service industry. So our clients mean everything to us. And that's, you know, um, what makes us, you know, a little bit unique, I think. Totally. Well, yeah, there's no... Um, nobody's going to get lost. <clears throat> you know, no one's going to get lost in your guys' program. It's not cookie cutter. It's not just plug and play. I mean, every single client is getting customized advice. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, the relationships that you build are actually, um, they're meaningful and they're strong and they're lo- for the long term. Um, and that's why I kind of like, you know, more boutique shops. Um, whether you're talking about financial planning, whether you're talking about tax planning, I mean, that customer service that you get from businesses like yours, it's just in my mind, it far exceeds what you might get, and not not that I ever want to talk bad about any other firms. Every firm is can you know has oh, good yes. qualities, definitely. Absolutely. But um, I've just experienced it firsthand the great customer service that you guys give, and how much you really do care about all your clients. So um, you know, I think that's part of why we get along so well. Yeah. It's a very similar mindset of how we want to run our businesses. Exactly. You know, and and go along with the firm being here for so long, I've been able to to feed off of that information as well. I mean, between the partners that are here and the partners that are, are retiring, we got, you know, a hundred years of, of knowledge. Yeah. And so that's, you know, huge. And, and I'd say probably the next best thing about us, especially with our new younger ownership coming in and knowing that our clientele is turning over and, and we have such, and we have everybody from, fresh graduates out of high school to those, you know, in their, their silver years and, and full retirement. Yeah. So with that, you know, and the new ownership, my focus, I, I help part of my hat here is managing our IT and our computers and stuff is staying with the continuing change of technology. It's changing at an exacerbating rate in our field right now. I'm sure as you guys experience as well. Um, we're not trying to be pioneers, in it, you know, and creating new things, but we're just really trying to stay with the paces of, of technology and leveraging those those new pieces that benefit our, our services for our clients. Yeah, and that's so prevalent right now with the coronavirus. <laughs> yes, oh it's my making word. you huh? It's yeah. making you have to do all this stuff. Yep, no doubt. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. So let's dive into a little bit of content here. You know, oh, yeah. the, we got to ask him some CPA questions. We got to we got to kind of pick his brain a little bit. So 
you know, a question that I'm getting a lot, and I know Nick's getting a lot of this, is what the heck is going on with all these crazy loans? I mean, the Fed's out here with all these stimulus packages doing everything they can to keep the economy rolling. Um, it's obviously been working. I mean, the stock market has been killing it every single day. Um, but aside from that, with everything going on with the coronavirus and all these PPP loans and everything, what are you telling your clients in terms of how should you go about applying for this? And, you know, people are really worried that, Am I actually going to get this loan completely forgiven? Um, what do they need to really focus on and make sure they do in order to get 100% forgiveness of all these loans that they may be getting? Yeah, I'll, um, <clears throat> I won't bore everybody too much. I know Hunter covered the PPP loan you know, a few weeks back. I, I'm definitely a religious listener of him. <laughs> I very much enjoy these. That's why I'm so excited to get on here. But um, yeah, obviously, if you had employees, you got the loan based off your employee count and wages. If you're a self-employed individual... You got it based off of your Schedule C. Um, so going forward, you know, I would really take um, keeping close contact with your local bank, whoever you got the loan through. They're gonna have the forms. They're gonna have the process coming up as to how to get that forgiveness and how to apply for the forgiveness. Um, one of the things that you know, and obviously being in contact with your CPA and etc. very closely as well. I think if everybody's kind of been paying attention to the news lately, the there was a new law that got passed, and, and at the initial, you had eight weeks to use up the funds that you were allocated. 75% mm-hmm. of those funds had to be used strictly for payroll and payroll-related right. items. Um, the new law that just got signed, I believe it was just last week, President signed it on Friday, I believe it was, um, that eight-week period of usability got extended to 24 weeks. Um, you can elect to keep the original eight-week period if you've already done it. Um, kind of one of the bad parts about this is how much it's been changing through the right. whole entire process. Especially even now, once we're towards the end, they're changing it up again. So the new PP borrowers, they will have 24 weeks of a covered period, um, but it can't go past December 31st. And so it makes it easier for the borrower to use up all that money. Um now, instead of 75%, it's back to 60% can be used for payroll. Gotcha. So they allow you to bring in more rent, mortgage, utilities, those non-payroll expenses that some, especially <coughs> small businesses, experience those issues. Um, as of right now, the 60% rule, it is a cliff. If you spend 59% on payroll, zero forgiveness. Yeah. Um, before, if you spent... 60%, 65%, but not the full 75% or the old rule, you would get a prorated forgiveness amount. Um, I know that right now there's a few senators and such that are wanting some technical tweaks, as they usually always do, <laughs> to make that you know a prorated amount. But at least now you can throw in some of those other fixed costs that you have as a business, whether you're open or not during all this stuff. Yeah. Um, well, it's nice to hear, you know, that they're relaxing this. But at the same point, what I'm hearing from you is this 60% is like your your lifeline right there. If you're if you're not paying attention to that and you're not keeping up to date with things that are changing, I mean, I'm sure not everybody knows that these qualifications have even changed. So staying in contact with your CPA right now is so, so important. Like if you're worried at all about, I'm not sure if I'm going to get forgiveness. I'm not sure what the numbers are, if they've changed, what I need to do. I mean, there is no... Um, substitute for having a good CPA that's staying on top of this stuff and that can help you with it because 
the worst thing that you could do right now is is only uh, use 59% and you fall off that cliff and get zero forgiveness. I mean, that's just, it's not worth it to take that risk and actually not know. Yeah, no, absolutely. So another issue to this was you had to use up, you know, those percentages of the total amount during the time frame that both of those have changed now. Um, you also had to retain a similar full-time equivalent um, employees. And we did learn that finally that it was based off a 40-hour work week. Mm. Um, originally, some other SBA loans, the work weeks differed depending on the industry, but they made a blanket, figured on 40-hour work weeks. Um, you had to retain the same headcounts. They did put in two new exceptions allowing borrowers to achieve even if they did not were not able to fully rehire those individuals with some exemptions, i.e. you made an offer to them but the person turned it down. Yeah. You know, stuff yeah. like that. Or you couldn't find the same um, level of expertise in those workers or something of that nature. So they put some of that forgiveness in there. Um, one of the things that did not change, ironically, is that you had to pay these individuals at least 75% of their covered period wages, which mm. traditionally was either during part of 2019 or the first part of 2020. Um, so you had to pay them at least that amount. That did not change. That remained the same. Um, one of the last larger changes for the PPP with this new law that passed this last week, too, was originally it was two-year loan. If you couldn't get it all forgiven, it turned into a two-year loan. Mm -hmm. It's now a five-year loan. Gotcha. So gotcha. cash flow-wise, that's going to help a lot of people, too, if for some reason they got in a sticky situation where this 24 weeks now isn't going to help them enough to hit those 60% rules and use it for the funds and mm -hmm. those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's been, it's it's frustrating, and, and that's one of the things we hear from our clients and that us as CPAs as well, trying to learn all this on the fly as we go, and the changing rules, the yeah. changing laws. You know, I, I probably would have guided a couple different clients differently if the target didn't keep moving. Yeah, definitely. Well, it's hard, because you never know, in a couple weeks from now, you these numbers could be different. You know, it, it's changing that fast. Um, but it's just part of what's going on right now. I mean, it's nothing we can do to stop that. Um, but I mean, it's great that you're staying on top of these things and you know these numbers and you're able to at least adjust with your clients um, and, and give them good advice as you're kind of learning where this is shifting to. Yeah. Um, anything else on the PPP loan? You know, that really kind of covers the, the significant changes of it. Um, stay in contact with your bank, stay in contact with your CPA, your tax preparer. You know, they're going to help guide you through this. Um, you know, that's what we do. And that's how we add our value is, is to right. know this stuff. You know, go see your person. You, know, you can call me up too if you need to as well. But if you don't have a person, which anybody that's in business, definitely have a good relationship with a banker, have a good relationship with the CPA. If your business is large enough, obviously have a good relationship with a lawyer. Yeah. You know, those are just three really have good you know, suggestions to those coming up through business. If you're starting a new business or your business is growing. Yeah. Because um, it's our job to know this thing and to help give you the information, make an informed decision. Exactly. Well, and it can save you a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it can save you a lot of money and a lot of time. So I'm going to put you on the spot here a little bit. And I didn't didn't warn you about you know uh -oh. kind of thinking about this before and not not a crazy question but um, I'm just kind of thinking of it as we're talking here so you know you have a little bit of a different perspective on the markets and what's going on you know with every I've talked about it, with riots going on with coronavirus going on I mean it's almost like we're living in a 
um, in a society that no one could ever have imagined even what, six, eight months ago, we told you that you had to wear masks to go into restaurants and you had to stay in your house and you had to be in your house at eight o'clock at night because the government has curfews and that there's people looting and riding in the streets. You would have told me I was a crazy man. <laughs> but the markets are rallying. The economy yep. seems to still be doing well. I mean, things are still moving forward despite everything that's going on. So I just kind of wanted to hear your perspective, I guess, on what do you see happening in the future? Have you have you thought about that? And I know your job's not to study the market, but being in the finance background, I'm curious if we have a similar opinion of what's going to be happening going forward now. Yeah, that's funny. You said you know, I always looked at CPAs versus investment guys. Though we're very in the the current moment in the history, uh-huh. and you know, you guys look current moment to the future. Yeah, like I can't, I despise derivatives and those kinds of things. <laughs> it just, it is crazy. But no, um, yeah, it's there's so much going on in the country, in the world right now, and so much change. Um, it's it's hard to say. Um, some of this PPP stuff, it's done its job. You know, there was some statistics that came out about May that points to that this did its job. It it, it helped bolster some of those. And a lot of the money the government spent seems to be doing well <coughs> and, and helping out. I think things are going to turn around. I'm very much an optimist in that nature, though. I think people are still jonesing to get back out there and, and get back to business and get back to life. Yeah. It will to be seen if those desires override um, those that are a little bit more worried mm-hmm. or a little more afraid. Yeah. I, I think it will recover. I really do. You've mentioned you know, in the past that there hasn't been a situation in this country, there hasn't been a market drop, there hasn't been a situ- uh, an event that this country hasn't overcome. I That's mean, a good listener right there. That's like almost the- a word-for-word quote. <laughs> I mean, you look at things that, that are terrible as, you know, Pearl Harbor. Yeah. Um, the war, World War One, World War Two, all of those that have affected this country and, and numbers, um, 9-11. I mean, those were massive. Yeah. Um, the coronavirus even now, I believe that it will be something that we can come back from, that we can rally back from. Um, you know, if you look at a chart of the market right now for the last six months, it's got a big V in it. Right. I mean, it's just, it, that is absolutely crazy. And I think that the disconnect between the market and what the average person is seeing and feeling I think is gonna the gap's gonna close on that. Yeah, I think there's a big gap in it right now. The, the biggest maybe <laughs> ever. Yeah, but I do believe that the individual, the regular Joe person, um, the blue collar guy, you know, it's it's gonna turn around. I really believe that. You know, probably a little more optimistic or so, but I just don't see how it can't. No, I'm 100 percent on your side. And again, you know, people have been telling me, or sometimes they say, "Man, you're always like." think everything's going to be going forward and going forward all the time like well how how can you feel that way when all this craziness is happening but i'm the same as you you know i I think of myself as an optimist and like you're saying that we've never not recovered we've never not overcome one of these obstacles i mean yes i think it's going to be really volatile here in the next six months to a year um there could be some major backlashes of of things that are going on right now but that being said if you can have a long-term perspective and, and realize your goals yeah. and take on the correct amount of risk for what your what your goals are, I, I just don't really think you can go wrong. Yeah, I mean, there's a, a way I've kind of lived my life that hopefully the country can take is you just keep marching forward. Right. Whether it be from social issues, 
that yeah. are going on. And you keep moving forward, you keep working on them to economic issues. You keep marching forward, you keep pressing forward, you keep your goals on the horizon and and take kind of what happens in stride, hopefully. Yeah, yeah totally. And I agree. Luckily, you know, we're pretty fortunate to live far away from bigger cities that it almost feels more disconnected for us because we're not seeing the crazy rioting and the crazy looting. And um, I mean, I can still go down the street and go order a sandwich and their shops mm-hmm. aren't barring their doors up with wood. So yeah. yeah, we had some we had some protests that happened down here in Woodland. and It was fantastic to see them peaceful. You know, we had some yeah. of our local um, committee members, our, our government officials, our city council members were yeah. down there with them. Um, so it kept all good and peaceful. And, you know, I was in the office late one night, not late, but, you know, six thirty, seven o'clock one evening last week and um, heard some commotion outside. It's usually pretty quiet around here. And I got up and looked out and, and there was probably about 100 or so individuals marching down the street. Yeah. Um, had their signs and everything. It was peaceful and it was quiet. Uh, they had a, a motorcycle cop patrol with them, yeah. helping make sure you know crosswalks stayed clear and all that kind of stuff, and it worked out great. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's that's what I like to see. That's that's what this country is really built on too. You're that ability right. and that um, peacefulness of putting a, getting a, a message out there. Yeah, no, a million percent. I'm with you. Hey guys, thanks for listening to part one of the interview with Nick. I hope you got some valuable information there. If you have any more questions about PPP loans or just want to talk to him, and he's a great CPA, um, his email is nick at yolocpas.com. I'll put that in the comments below also so you guys can find it if you want. And if you have any questions about your portfolio, what to do right now with your investments, you know where to find me. Go to hunterlowry.com. There's a schedule a call with me button right at the top of my page, and we can go over anything that you're worried about right now. Thanks again, guys. Be on the lookout for the second part of my interview with Nick and have a great rest of your day, everybody.